Someone once said, having a male gynecologist is like going to an auto mechanic that doesn't own a car. Hold on, I'm going somewhere. I feel that way sometimes when I'm arguing with those people in the world about things of truth. They want to tell me what the truth is, and I feel like, how do you know what the truth is when you don't know who the truth is? And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer Garth Heckman. Hey, it's a Friday. You know the drill. Get as many people to church as possible. Even if you don't know them. You're at the gas station. You're at the supermarket. Your neighbor. Because, look, we don't know our neighbors. Invite them to church. Get them to a church that's talking about Jesus. That's what's most important. Hey, you can reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Love to hear from my listeners. Got a few changes coming up. I think I told you before. One of those is combining our minglematemary.com and our David Alliance to one giant ministry, ministering to men, women, and couples. And looking for some ideas. If you have a fresh input or take on it, let me know. So make sure you check out our sponsor, minglematemary.com, podcast, YouTube, and website for the perfect marriage material and swag. If you're mingling, mating, dating, or marrying, thank you. And check out minglematemary.com. So, at the start, I talked about how to argue the truth with someone who doesn't know the truth is really frustrating. Matthew 22, right at around verse 34, Jesus is in a, <laughs> let's just say an argument with the Sadducees, and not really. Jesus owns them. Literally, he shuts them down. He shuts their mouth. He shuts them down. And at that point, the Pharisees are standing nearby and they should have just honestly nodded and gone about their business. If they were smart, they just went, yep, okay, uh, yep, good point, and walked away. But they can't. They just can't help themselves. They think they're smarter than everybody else in the room. You know what I'm saying? Even smarter than this guy called Jesus. And that's a problem. And why? Because they love to argue. Even though they make no sense whatsoever, they love to argue. Even though they don't know the truth, they love to argue, even though what they say and what comes out of their mouth is completely contradictory to what's logical, it doesn't matter. They love to argue. Is this starting at all to sound familiar? I identify as a woman. Well, you can pee standing up, so I don't think you're a woman. I'm a woman. How dare you call me anything other than a woman? This person at heart is someone who loves to argue, even though they're stupid. Much like the Pharisees, they don't know the truth. But see, when the Pharisees do test Jesus, he doesn't argue. He simply quotes scripture. He quotes Deuteronomy 6.5, and some of us think it was only in the New Testament. They ask, what, you know, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, Deuteronomy 6.5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. But here's the trick. The Pharisees use that people today, they use what they used. Wow, did that come out wrong? Let me put it this way. The Pharisees used the idea of love and peace and acceptance in their arguments as if they were on the side of the people. They argued on the side of, well, we love everybody and we want to bring peace and we want to support and we do it out of kindness. Out of the goodness of my heart, I'm arguing with this guy named Jesus. Listen, 
I'm going to say this once. Their motives were skewed, and here's why. To talk of love and peace and acceptance without dealing with sin and separation always leads to deception. I'll say it again. To talk of love and peace and acceptance without dealing with sin and separation always leads to deception. And therein lies the problem in today's world where we have people identifying with unicorns and the opposite sex, and I'm a them and a they and a there and a thus and a thou and whatever. Look, the world screams love and peace, and how dare we not love that person? Oh, we do. I love them very much. In fact, I love them enough so that I'm going to talk about their sin and their separation from God. And people say, but Jesus loves everybody. He does. Enough to judge them. You don't believe me? John 5:22. He gave him authority. Oh, I'm sorry, for not even the Father judges anyone. That's God. But he has given all judgment to the Son, Jesus. Verse 27. And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. When you find yourself in a confrontation of ideals and values and opinions, save the argument and love the person enough to simply quote scripture. Jesus is the truth. Scripture is the truth. They're one and the same. And when you quote scripture with a loving heart, you also bring judgment to a situation. You might be surprised at how things turn out. Not always peaceful, because people don't like to hear the truth. They don't like to be judged, and they feel judged when you tell them the truth. But if you simply quote scripture and don't argue out of your opinion, you bring the light of Scripture into the situation. And by far, much more than just arguing, I see that make the biggest difference. Because the truth shared in love helps break deception. I'll say it again. The truth shared in love helps bring deception. This is Garth Heckman. It's a Friday. Get your friends to church and keep slaying giants.